Hey you, I'm Debbie Dibbs, and it is really great to have you join me once again as we start to get into the deeper stuff. And one of those deeper things I want to get into is the idea of whether or not you ever felt celebrated growing up. But before we get into that, I want to point out something I forgot to point out last time. So on the last episode, I talked a lot about why this podcast is wrapped around the book Dibs and Search and Self and how much that book has meant to me and why and why I think you should run out and get it. <laughs> link in the show notes, link in the show notes, link in the show notes. But I forgot to mention to take a peek at the back cover because you'll notice that I pay homage <laughs> to that back cover with the show art for this show. So that was very, very intentional. I wanted to point that out and I forgot to last time. And another thing I wanted to share really quickly. So BetterHelp is the therapy service of my choice. You know, there's lots of wonderful options out there in person, virtual, whatever works for you. But BetterHelp solved a lot of solutions and barriers that I was having to getting therapy, um, which I'm sure I'll, I'll get into at some point. But I shared on Facebook under a BetterHelp uh, post. I said, hey, I just started it and I'm absolutely loving it. And someone asked me under my post, they said, how? Tell me how. And I didn't know what they meant. So I said, "How did, <laughs> here's my response that I wanted to share with you. I said, how did I start or how have I been loving it? I'll answer both. <laughs> I just went on the app and filled in the survey as honestly as possible. I was then matched with a great therapist for me and have also taken advantage of their support groups and classes, plus the worksheets, journalings, and extra prompts from my therapist throughout the week really helped me feel like I'm not untethered in between sessions like I have in the past with in-person therapy. It's just been fantastic. So there you go. That solution is linked in the show notes. If BetterHelp sounds like it might work for you, check it out. So let's talk about whether or not you were celebrated. We are easing into the heavy. <laughs> we are easing into the heavy on this show, but I promise you, this one might still cut super deep. Now, especially if you have experienced growing up with a narcissistic parent. Now, my mother hasn't actually been officially diagnosed as such, but I am pretty damn convinced. <laughs> and when I heard about what a covert narcissist is, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's her. Because part of my objection in the back of my mind was, but she's always kind of hidden it. Oh my gosh. Well, guess what? Some narcissists are covert. So I'm actually adding a link in the show notes to a great explanation of it from a TikTok video by a creator named The Bat Wolf. Kind of jealous of his name, to be honest. But he explains what a covert narcissist is. And it made so much more sense to me. So yeah, I'm pretty damn sure my mother is a covert narcissist. And I'm also pretty sure that my brother is an overt narcissist. And if you've heard the last couple episodes, some things that I've shared, you're probably like, oh yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> so I had to grow up with that double whammy. So let's talk about how I was celebrated or rather how I wasn't. Let's start with birthday parties. Okay. Birthday parties are an annual year for you to be celebrated. Well, my brother had a handful of legit ones. The two that I remember in particular was one that was at a bowling alley. I think that was when he turned 13. And I feel like when he turned 16, there was one at a big restaurant that a lot of his friends were invited to. Now, for full clarity and fairness, he apparently, I found this out later, contributed financially to 
one or both of these, okay? However, I can tell you, a kid can't throw their own party. There still has to be an effort made by parents as far as invitations, as far as cake, as far as all the fixings and things. So it does not set with me anymore that the explanation was, oh, well, he paid for part of it. Absolutely not. That's baloney. That does not mean that I could not have been celebrated. So my only birthday memories <laughs> were cutting a cake at the dinner table, and it was always just us. Now, that doesn't seem like a bad thing. A lot of people, that is the totality of their birthday memories, and they are very, very happy. Okay, But when I have my brother having legit birthday parties, and it felt like his birthdays were always a big deal, it hurt that I never felt like I got the same sort of attention or celebration. Now, once I did have a party, <laughs> but it was really just because they got tired of me complaining. So they ran around like chickens with their heads cut off and gathered some neighborhood kids last minute that same day, literally grabbed phone calls or knocked on doors and gathered children, <laughs> which, of which, by the way, they were, they were in a lot because we lived in basically an old retirement golf community don't ask but there weren't a lot of kids but whatever kids there were got dragged to my house that day no gifts no cake no nothing no feeling of being special or worthy of celebrating or worthy of even planning a damn thing right i was literally just being pacified so they didn't have to hear about it anymore and yes they got a nice photo of me and a forced smile Remember that for later. Now, it's one thing to have a crappy birthday party. <laughs> it's a whole nother thing to have completely forgotten birthdays. Now, I know that I had a couple of completely forgotten birthdays when I'm smaller, but the memory has faded, to be honest. The one, though, that has not, the one that hurts absolutely the most was when I turned 15. I was starting my sophomore year in high school. My brother, the anointed, <laughs> was headed off to his freshman year at one of our nation's most prestigious universities, which, again, to be fair, he worked his butt off to get into. It starts with an H and rhymes with Schmarvard. Sh <laughs> okay. I'm sure you can figure it out. Well, our departure date was my birthday. And it was totally overshadowed. Now, I understand my parents' pride and excitement and seeing their kid go off to Schmarvard, but a happy birthday would have gone a long way, just saying it. <laughs> but I got nothing. I got no happy birthday. I got no card. I got no hug. I got no gift. No acknowledgement whatsoever. My birthday was all about celebrating the wonder and joy that was my brother. And it was my 15th birthday, which is a pretty significant one by many standards, and it was completely forgotten. So we all pack up in the car, head to the airport, and we board the flight. Well, on the flight, it's one of those planes where there were rows of three seats. Most planes these days are rows of three seats, so you probably have been on one. Well, the three other family members, my two parents and my anointed brother, they sat the three of them together in a row. And I was relegated to the row in front to sit with a stranger. Well, God bless that man. I wish I could have known his name, contact information. I wish I could send him a card to this day. 
because I was trying so hard to hide my tears to not become the problem, right? But they kept coming harder and harder. And this sweetheart sitting next to me, this total stranger, talked to me the whole flight and made me feel better. I finally heard someone say to me that day, happy birthday. And it was a stranger. So when we got to Schmarvard and the outside orientation area was a field full of booths to just sign up for clubs and activities and information about this, that, and the other. So we're walking around. And of course, I was sour faced. And my brother finally walked up to me and asked me what was bothering me. Now, he didn't ask nicely. Okay. He said mockingly and annoyed because I was ruining his big day. Well, when I said that everyone had forgotten about my birthday, the response was an immediate deny, deny, deny. No, he didn't. I said happy birthday to you this morning, blah, 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 blah. And it's still denied to this day. So remember, again, I'm pretty sure that both my mother is a covert and my brother is an overt, but they're both narcissists. So remember that narcissists want to deny your experience of them and their narcissism, but do not let them gaslight you. That's your first takeaway. <laughs> Don't let narcissists gaslight you. So I also want to share one more example. It was my graduation party. So my graduation party from high school. My parents threw a party for me. And uh, who do you think was invited? Any guesses? Any guesses? How many of my friends were invited? If you guessed zero, ding, 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 you won. <laughs> So who was invited? My parents' friends. Yes, it was another opportunity for them to show off something that they accomplished. What were they showing off? That they got their daughter through private school. Now, I'm very grateful for my education. I do not want to ever sound like I'm not very grateful for how hard my parents worked to put me through that school. But at the same time, I worked really hard to get myself through that school, too. And none of that was acknowledged that day. It was all about my parents and not a single one of my friends was even there. In fact, there are people there whom I'd never even met before <laughs> who even thought for a moment after meeting me that they must have been wrong. I, so I look, I look young for my age, just as an FYI. So when I opened the door, the dad of that family, who again, had never met me before, said, oh, this must be a middle school graduation. Now, I share that detail not to focus on the fact that I looked like I was a middle school graduated from high school, because that's just funny to me. It's a funny side note. But it's to emphasize the fact that they didn't know me. It was a party about me, but not really about me, and certainly not celebrating me whatsoever. It was yet Another opportunity that should have been about celebrating me, but it became about celebrating everything but me. And again, they got their photo op. And I'm about to get to why all those photo ops were such an important pattern. Because now in adulthood, even as my birthdays were circling around again, they offered to take me to dinner, which was nice. It was a really nice thing to do. I've started to decline the invitation these last few years because it was never pleasant. It was never a fun time for me. <laughs> Why? Because I never ate a bite 
Well, maybe one, maybe two, but they were probably cold by the time I got to them because I was a single mom. So I had my baby there and you would think it's my birthday. Let's make sure that I enjoy dinner. Oh, no, no, no. Everybody else enjoyed dinner. I was feeding my son and taking care of watching his hands and making sure they didn't get into things they weren't supposed to or that he wasn't crying and disturbing other people at the restaurant. I literally at sometimes had to get up and walk outside bouncing my son. Now, you would think that a family member would offer to take on that burden because it was my birthday, even if it wasn't my birthday, but especially because of my birthday. But of course not. No one lent a hand, but they did again. <laughs> get their photo op. And what after I became a mom myself, because I just brought up the fact that I, I have a son. When after I became a mom, I finally understood the natural desire to celebrate their life and the fact that they're in it. I mean, I grew up kind of confused because my birthdays were never celebrated. So I was always like, why are, why are birthdays even about the kids? Shouldn't they be about the mother? She did all the work. <laughs> but when I became a mom, I totally got it. Because now I had my own child to celebrate and the instinct was overwhelming. I wanted to celebrate the fact that he was in my life and how joyful I was and how amazing he was inherently. So how I got treated with birthdays and graduation parties and whatever else makes even less sense to me now. Now, as a footnote, I also... <laughs> to show how the tendrils of narcissism extended into my life. As a footnote, I had to buy my son's birthday and Christmas presents from my family for the first like two to three years of his life. Now, I finally figured that that is pure crap and I put my foot down and I stopped it. I decided they either had to make the effort to show him he was worthy or they weren't going to be a part of it. That was the first boundary that I really had set and I needed to break the cycle, not for me, but for my son. But it was a step in the right direction. So wherever you can get that inspiration, take it, grab a hold and run with it. Because here's the impact on me now because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't value myself enough to know that I should demand value from others. I had no inherent worth. I'm repeat that. I had no inherent self-worth because I was never celebrated and told that I should. Now, my mom is even lying to further her narrative of what a happy child I was and what a happy birthday time I had all the time by showing pictures. Yes, all of those wonderful photo ops of me with my fake smiles. She gets to show those pictures off to everybody and say, see? She had great birthdays. Also, the impact now is that my brother is supporting her bullshit by bringing up those pictures and denying that any of my birthdays were forgotten. Or pathetic. <laughs> they were just pathetic. <laughs> also, part of the impact now, me as an adult human, I am always wanting to do things for acceptance. I am always people-pleasing. Oh my gosh. So I'm working through this a lot right now. As I project forward to future boundaries, 
So I'm in a relationship now with someone very special and things are going really well and I'm a girl, so I can't help it. I'm thinking about the possibility of us getting married. And of course, that involves trying on a wedding dress, which is typically a wonderful, beautiful experience between a daughter and a mother. But do you think I want my mom there if I am ever blessed to be engaged and I have a dress fitting appointment? Absolutely not. She will be covert. Yet she'll make it all about herself. She'll make me uncomfortable, self-conscious, and feel like I'm not pretty enough. Her presence will make my energy cold. And not only will that ruin what should be a beautiful day for me, no, what will be a beautiful day for me, but it will just be more fodder to support her narrative that I'm a bad daughter. And I certainly do not want to give her one more fake photo op. So if you've experienced this, a complete and utter failure of being celebrated throughout your life, especially in your childhood, if you need some help working through those feelings and experiences, one of the things that I've been doing is starting to put mantras on TikTok. They're also on YouTube, but it's more fun to see them on TikTok. (laughs) And I think I have three or four up so far. And they typically are just my own aha moments as I'm processing stuff. So I want to end with one of these first mantras because it really taps into exactly this. So I'm going to share that now. Just because... You are treated like the black sheep of the family does not mean you deserved the isolation. Say it with me now. Just because I was treated as the black sheep of my family does not mean I deserved the isolation. And if you recall in the last episode when I was talking about the book Dibs in Search of Self, I read a line from Dibs in a letter he had written in his teenage or late teenage years. And his closing line, I would like to share it here with you today. Because I intend to always bring you everything that I can to help you move forward with all of this. All of my revelations and aha moments, I want to serve you. So I'm going to end with this. With sincerity and intent to act. And I'm literally holding my hand over my heart as I say this. With sincerity and intent to act, I am Debbie Dibbs. Until next time.